Hi, Josh. Hi, Ellie. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Good. My voice sounds a lot different today than it does in this episode. Yeah, that's because you could actually talk without medication. Yeah. Today? Today. Rather than, like, then you couldn't. Then I couldn't. Yeah. Nope. So this episode is episode 30. Yes. And it's a episode that um, we did with the Minneapolis Mad Women. Yeah, we did live. Live. This is, this is recorded live. Yes. So it has a few special audio features. Yes. One of those is that there were there was a cable that needed to be jiggled <laughs> at the beginning. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. And our one of our sound engineers, EJ jiggled the exact right cable and got the sound to work so there's going to be a weird few seconds don't turn your audio up or anything though because then the audio gets loud yeah it would be loud as hell Mm -hmm. because it's normal so there you go i would like to thank both ej from such episodes as number six and number something else and number We've had EJ on a couple of times mm-hmm. and he's great. Big, big thanks to EJ for helping with sound at the event. And also great big thanks to MJ. Yes. Our sound en- engineers, EJ and MJ. Our sound engineers, Johnson. They were great and they saved our butts. Mm-hmm. And they made it so that we could share this episode with, uh, with you all listeners. Yes. So thank you, EJ and MJ. And thank you, Minneapolis Mad Women. Yes. Thank you to the Aster and and Jeff Arundel for the room. That's right. Amazing. And the Riveter. And the Riveter. Thank you so much um, for being at the event and for supporting it. And thank you everyone that went to it. Yeah. Ev- thank you everyone who told people about it. Yeah, that it was, was awesome. Amazing. Anyone who tweeted. I mean, the. I think I think you share the same. Uh, feelings that I do Ellie on like just the the overwhelming support and and feedback that we've gotten from the event has been just amazing yeah my favorite piece of feedback that we've gotten is um, somebody said to me that they liked how we still made it uh, personal like we were still recording it in our living room having a an intimate conversation with our guests even Mm -hmm. though we were sitting in a room filled with people and <laughs> I thought that was cool. And it was one of the things I was really nervous about because so many of our episodes are getting people to open up about things that are kind of personal about right. work and kind of, um, I don't know, kind of intense and, uh, doing that in front of a crowd can be really scary, but our panelists were really, really awesome. And the crowd was awesome. And it actually, that it surprised me. Um, I thought it would be terrifying and intimidating to be on the stage and have all of these people staring, but it was actually, everyone was very, um, totally tuned in and eager and interested Mm -hmm. in it and it gave us energy and I thought it made it even better. So I am excited to start thinking about the next time. Yeah, me too. I am as well. (coughs) So stay tuned. That's another podcast, but we are. Yep. We're definitely planning on it. That's right. True fact. All right. Well, enjoy this episode. And thanks again to the Minneapolis Mad Women for humoring us yeah. uh, in our brainstorming over happy hour that one day back in the wintertime. <laughs> turned out pretty <laughs> and, great. And again, a reminder, don't turn your volume up. It gets better in just a few seconds. Three, two, one. Go. Go. Robin, I am with Minneapolis. Thank you. I am with Minneapolis Mad Women, and we are wildly excited to have everybody here tonight. This is our very first event that we have gone out of a typical Q1, Q2 kind of session on. We typically have four events a year, and we never have expanded upon that. So this is a first for us. It is also a first for us to be partnering with another amazing organization like Professional Humans. So, yes, a little love. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So we're insanely excited, and I hope that you guys are too. It's going to be an awesome event. A little bit about our organization. We started two years ago, and it started as 
a really simple idea between a couple of coworkers um, at the end of the day, one day after some frustrating things had happened. And it grew into this amazing, amazing community of well over 2,000 members. Um, the past few events that we've had, and by few I mean like five, six, seven, have sold out in under an hour, which is something that doesn't happen in this community where there are so many different organizations, so many different events, and so many things to attend. Minneapolis Mad Women is not an organization that is only changing a community, it's an organization that is changing a culture. And we are so excited about that. And we're excited that you're gonna be a part of it. Um, we're here with Professional Humans, obviously. Professional Humans is a podcast that is all about injecting more joy into your daily professional life, sharing those ideas, interacting with coworkers, colleagues, and just making your work life better. So the partnership between Minneapolis Mad Women and Professional Humans is obviously something that is so seamless and something that's going to be really amazing in terms of a learning opportunity, not only for you guys, but I think for the panelists as well, and for both of our organizations. Um, if you'll notice in back, we have members from the Riveter Magazine Say hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> the Riveter Magazine is a national publication that is completely women-staffed and focused on um, feminist issues around, and it's also focused on lifestyle, culture, and just women in general. They are taking, uh, they have a square here if you're interested in buying not only a magazine tonight, or um, but also becoming a subscriber. I would highly encourage it. It's something that you will not regret, um, and really building upon this whole general theme that we have going on tonight. Uh, one more thing, eh, two more things. Um, <laughs> we, uh, every month, Minneapolis Mad Woman recognizes one member of the community who is doing an outstanding job at something. It changes every month, whether that's a leader in an agency, a leader in a corporation, someone who has shifted in their career and is uh, doing really, really phenomenally well. Tonight, um, we are recognizing Alex Steinman, who is actually here. You wanna, you wanna stand up over here, just a little bit? It's especially exciting for us because Alex is not only a member of Minneapolis Madwin, but she's a member of the Minneapolis ad community and is so involved and so passionate about everything she does. And it's also cool because we're not only recognizing one Minneapolis Madwoman, but she's growing a second Minneapolis Madwoman. So that's awesome. It's two for one this month. So say hi to her. Congratulate her because she is, pardon my language in advance, fucking amazing. So, um, Thank you guys for being here. Keep an eye out for our next event. It is on May 12th. Um, we'll get going with intros behind us. Thanks, Rob. Hey, Robin, thanks for drop, dropping some F-bombs. Get us started. Yeah. <laughs> Good so job. happy not to be the first. <laughs> Ooh, I was going to be the first, but... Uh, Ellie, are we allowed to swear on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. of course. <laughs> Really? I know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hi. Okay, so I've been here a million times uh, watching a band on this stage. Literally Never, a million times? Like a million times. Okay. Never imagining that I would be on the stage. Um, I learned from those bands that I watched all these years. Uh, you're supposed to say, tip your, tip your bartender, because they're awesome. <laughs> you should tip your bartender. That's Adele. Say hi. <laughs> Thank you so much to the Aster and the River Room for giving us this incredible space to do this tonight. This is beautiful. Thank you to Jeff Arendell, the owner, the owner of this place. He is opening a restaurant just down the way, um, that down way. Down that way, yeah. Called Jefe. I think it's Mexican food. <laughs> you should go there, and you should support Jeff Arendell and everything he does. Okay, a uh, couple of just housekeeping things to get us started. Uh, one is we're recording this tonight. This episode is going to come out on Sunday, this Sunday. Uh, you get the privilege of hearing all our fuck-ups tonight. Good job. Yes. On Sunday, you're going to hear our curated version of the fuck-ups that we want you to hear. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Our producer, Josh, is going to edit out all the fuck-ups we actually don't want you to hear. Yeah. And then you'll get to hear all the good stuff. Um, if you want to listen to it again. So we're recording. If you have phones, can you turn them off, like the sound? You don't have to turn them all Airplane the way off because you, uh, you can tweet this event. Mm -hmm. um, there's a hashtag. Robin made a hashtag. It's... Yes, lighten up MPLS. 
Hash the shit out of this thing. <laughs> Tweet. Tweet the shit out of it. Hash it. Hash it. Hash it. Hash it. Hash, it. Hash, it. Hash browns. Hash brown yeah. awesome. That's what I was going to say. See? All our fuck-ups. Um, We're professional. <clears throat> Human. Please be quiet when you go to the bathroom, because we're recording this. The bathroom is out the squeaky door and to the right. To the left, you mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to the left. Hash browns fuck up. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do an informal survey. How many of you have listened to the Professional Humans podcast before? Oh, I wow. love it. Cool. Yes. How many of you have listened to every episode or most episodes? Super fans. Some of you have homework. <laughs> Some of you need to go listen to the rest of the episode. How many of you are here tonight because you need help navigating workplace gender issues? Huh? Yeah? <laughs> I like it. And how many of you are here tonight because you have something to offer people who need help navigating workplace gender issues? Thank yes. you. Yes. Okay. Now, everybody raise your hands. Raise them. Get them up. Everyone has something to offer people who need help navigating gender issues. We all have a gender. We all have issues. And that's why we're here tonight. Right? What I want you to go into this discussion with the mindset of is I have something to offer. You may not know what it is yet, but you want to get something out of this conversation that you can go take back to your work tomorrow or take back to wherever you go tomorrow and have something to offer because we all have that. So if you came here to grab something, great. If you came here to give something, figure out what that is and go start tomorrow. Cool? Cool. Cool. All right. So this is a, a panel of amazing folks that we put together to talk about strength and weakness tonight and how those attributes hold us back sometimes whether it's from our own perceptions of what strength and weakness is or from our colleagues' perceptions or, or whatever. I personally really struggle with gender issues in the workplace. I don't feel like I've been held back as a woman. As a woman? I'm only one woman. As a woman. <laughs> Alex, too. <laughs> I don't feel like I've been held back as a woman in the workplace, and I don't know whether that's because I'm just blind to it, if I'm stupid, I don't get it, I don't know. So I'm not here as an expert um, by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm here as a persistent learner, here to talk to these people who are also persistent learners. And tonight we want to just draw out some experiences so that we can all learn together. Right? Yes. Is that why we're here? Roger yes. that. Pretty soon I'm going to stop talking and then you guys can all talk. <laughs> I just want to introduce tonight's guest. We have Aaron Farrell. Erin yeah. Farrell is from Space 150. She's part of the senior leadership team, and she leads their New York office. She was recently a Mad Woman of the Month. Uh, we've invited her here tonight because she does all of this uh, amazing work while also raising a family. We thought if anyone had some great experiences to share, it would be someone with a high-pressure job that spans two states, uh, as well as the high-pressure job of raising two small kids. Uh, we also have Allison Beattie, also a mum. Also a mum. Mum. Yep. <laughs> uh, she's the mad woman behind the mad women here tonight. Yes. Emphasis on the mad. Emphasis yes. on the mad. Uh, founder and president of the Minneapolis Mad Women, and a principal principal designer at a little local company called Target. Have heard of it? <laughs> Uh, she has become a leader in the Twin Cities and a hero among women who are looking for resources and support to make work better. I think that's all of us, right? Uh, we are delighted to have wrangled her onto the stage to share her with thoughts this evening. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, is it Allison or Kathleen Turner? Um, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> I've been really sick, so please forgive me. Yeah. I'm kind of gravelly myself. It'll be fine. Okay. Finally, we have Mr. Chad Gillard, who rewrote his introduction for me. That's right. <laughs> Love you, Chad. Not all of it. Just most, most of it. Most of it. <laughs> Chad is a senior business analyst and old-timer, bow tie, old-timer, at Go-Kart Labs, 
and co-founder of Midwest Pantry, which is a local organization that is, I'm going to read this because yep. you wrote it. So far, you got it. <laughs> Formalizing the local food creator community with the aim to make Minnesota the number one place to start and run a food business. Nice job. Mm -hmm. Just I rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it's like you worked with a branding expert. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, Ch so Chad has two full-time jobs that he's both passionate about and good at, and he's also raising three littles and is very active in extracurricular activities. I have help with the littles. So. <laughs> Hi, Katie. Chad was our very first guest on Professional Humans, and after he came on, um, we were like, how do you do it all? And he went home and was like, I don't know, actually. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> okay. So Allison shared a quote with me a few weeks ago, and it's, um, I'm going to read the quote. Feminism isn't about making women stronger. Women are already strong. It's about changing the way the world perceives that strength. And I think we all kind of hear that, and we go, Fuck yes, yes. <laughs> it's, the way they, it's the way they perceive it. We're already strong. It's already good. But I want to say, I actually did some research into that quote. <laughs> And it's about a character in a book that's a science fiction book. And it's actually about dragon-fighting, sword-wielding strength. It's like the character was um, fighting dragons, and she needed to be strong, and they needed to have this, this, um, this character that uh, men would look at and go, oh, she's strong, and not be intimidated by her, um, but to to embrace that strength and to understand it and to appreciate it. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but we don't fight a lot of just actual dragons, maybe metaphorical <laughs> dragons in our day-to-day -day workplace. We want to talk about, we want to talk about the, um, what kinds of things are perceived as strength and weakness in our day-to-day -day life. Cool? Cool. So can each of you share a behavior that you find yourself doing at work? that makes you um, uncomfortable because you think people's perception of that will make you seem weak? Who wants to start? <laughs> I'll, I'll start. <laughs> I was assuming Chad was going to take that one. Um, <laughs> so I, as, as Ellie mentioned in the opening, um, I am currently working a job that is in multiple states. Um, and it takes a lot. The way that I've been describing it lately is it's kind of like the entry point for this job is like already at like level 10. Just to show up requires plane tickets and travel and um, immense amount of coordination across not just myself, but my entire network, my mom, my dad, my, my husband, my, our kids. Um, it's a lot. And um, I am, for anyone who knows me or who will know me throughout this podcast, I'm a live wire. I am, as Allison says, I show up with my authentic self at all times. <laughs> and my authentic self, after you know eight months, nine months in this role, is, um, is worn. It's, it's tired. <laughs> my authentic self is um, pretty shallow right now at times. And um, on top of all of that, I'm a crier, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so when we think about weakness, um, it's really difficult for me right now to have a conversation at work um, about work that doesn't immediately hit family. Um, feeling too thin, feeling like I'm not enough, feeling like I'm leaving my kids and my husband behind. There is not a conversation that can be very specifically about a meeting and how did it go without it, for me, feeling all of this weight and burden behind it. Um, and for a while, you know, I would quickly apologize. I could feel my eyes welling up. I could feel my chest splotching up, and I would, I would apologize and say, oh, I'm so sorry, it's, it's, a, it's a bad week, or, you know, it's, it's been a tough day. And I kind of got to the point where I just stopped apologizing. Um, I do believe it's seen as a weakness. Um, I do believe that people who have a conversation with me in those raw moments go like, is Aaron Okay. What do I even do? What do I even do? Um, do you need a hug? No. No. More like a lot of vodka. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's that balance between um, kind of accepting that maybe I do feel a little weak right now or accepting the fact that maybe people do see me a little weak in my role right now. Um, 
but knowing that um, I just got to keep kind of powering through. And if that means I cry at work, that means I cry at work. Um, so yeah, so very quickly, crying at work, probably a weakness. <laughs> I don't know. Let's challenge that. Chad? Uh, having worked with Erin for five years, I would say that is a very bad mistake to make, <laughs> to think that she's weak. She's anything but. Mm. Did you um, think she was weak when you worked with her? Did you make that mistake? Well, no. <laughs> okay. I'm just checking. The way you said it made it sound like you might have found oh, out the hard way. Yeah, I'm, I'm smarter. <laughs> I'm not that smart, but I'm smarter than that. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, but I, having worked both at Go-Kart and Space 150, most of the people in this room will know I basically have one work behavior, and it's to ask questions. So. Oh, yep. <laughs> Roger uh, that. And I feel like that is what I'm going to go with for weeks <laughs> because at, you kind of have to admit you don't know how it all fits together or what's going on, and you're kind of putting yourself out there. And I've been doing it for so long that it's sort of like the expected behavior <laughs> that people are sort of waiting for me to ask. So I think it's turned from something that I was really self-conscious about as a weakness to now I'm nervous if I don't have a question. <laughs> well, I can confirm that in all company meetings when we present something, uh, everyone will, they'll present something and then everyone will look at Chad. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions? <laughs> Chad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of a, I think it's kind of a strength. You're calling it a weakness. But you're kind of taking one for the team. You're asking questions that don't that people are uncomfortable asking. Well, yeah, I think for me, I, I guess over after doing this for years and years, it's like, well, I guess if I have a question, maybe somebody else does too. And especially now that I have a little bit of experience, maybe there's someone newer that wouldn't, for sure, would not speak up. So I feel like I'm asking on their behalf as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Chad, one of my biggest pet peeves in the workplace is when someone doesn't know what they're doing and doesn't ask the question. Oh, that is right. the and then they just try yeah. to fake it until they make it, but it's about something that's another like, podcast. But you yeah, should just ask podcast. the freaking question. Are you going to write about or talk about that? No. No, well, we already did that. One. Shoot. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. We had a whole song and everything. That's literally another podcast. What's the song? Sing the song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's no singing on this yeah, podcast. No, okay. not, not on the live yeah, episode. Right. It's too embarrassing. Um, but just really quick to, to Aaron and Chad's points, um, I think that the, the historical perception of strength in the workplace was the lone person behind the desk like that had all the answers, that never showed emotion. And I think that we've learned since then that that's a facade, and it's mm -hmm. not... Um, it's not helpful to behave that way. So, yeah. I mean, what you're perceiving as a weakness, I actually, like when I encounter it, I, I feel like that's a strength. You have the courage to ask questions mm -hmm. and to, to put yourself on display and show emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think to follow up on that, I think it's a matter of, I guess, you know, when I find myself in those moments, I, I think it's a matter of deciding how does that impact the rest of your relationships at work? And, and I would like to think, I'm hopeful, that those that I work with see me in my real self all of the time and that they're actually engaged by that and that hopefully they're more trusting and hopefully they're more open and hopefully they're more honest in those moments. Um, you know, it's, it's not meant to spread the guilt around <laughs> or um, to try and cover up something else or pretend something isn't okay when it is or vice versa um, or create drama. It, it's really about, um, you know, making sure that I guess in bearing my weaknesses or my perceived weaknesses at times that um, hopefully I'm showing other people it's okay to bear theirs. Sure. Oh, that's great. And to just show up as you are, which is such a huge thing. And my, my answer to the question was going to be semi-literal, like in terms of my top strength finders that I've, I've done and kind of <laughs> love that test, but my top strength is empathy. And I'm a user experience designer by trade, so I build empathy in everything <laughs> that I do, so it, it makes sense. But I see that sometimes show up as a weakness because, want me to talk louder? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I see that um, show up as a weakness sometimes because 
in any interaction with anybody, I'll, I'll be like picking up on little signs of body language or, you know, tone of voice or, you know, are, are you okay? What's going on? Did I do something to piss you off? Like I immediately pick up on all this stuff, which sometimes just isn't real. Um, and then also in terms of showing up as my authentic self, you always know what's going on with me. Am I pissed off? You can tell. Am I sad? You can tell. Am I deliriously happy? You can tell. And so sometimes that's a strength because I'm showing up as myself, but sometimes it's a weakness because especially as a, as a manager or a leader of people, if I'm having a bad day, I don't want that to necessarily affect everybody else that I'm in contact with, but because of my empathetic just honest self, it's contagious. And if I show up into a meeting just pissed off, then everyone's gonna wonder like, is she pissed off at me? What's going on? So I know I'm, it's like both. Mm -hmm. My empathy is both mm -hmm. a strength that makes me good at my job, and it's also a weakness in that it affects everybody around me and it affects my perceptions of people sometimes. I know for a fact that there are at least three people in this room that saw me cry at work last week. <laughs> And I think it's a strength because we learned something. We learned some shit. Like we we um, we learned some things together. We learned some things about ourselves and how to act at work. And sometimes it's just a little bit emotional. But I think learning is positive, so mm -hmm. it's okay. I like that you called us all learners because I think we are. Like none of us have it all yes. figured mm -hmm. out. And I even loved when we got together to just chat about this topic on Friday and kind of prep for the panel and that we're all like, oh yeah, you should talk about that. Like we, mm -hmm. we're helping each other learn mm -hmm. how yeah. to help other people learn, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And asking questions, Chad, it's a good thing. <laughs> Keep well, it up. I don't think I can stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna stop. Uh, let's talk about strength. What um, what things do you what behaviors do you have at work that you think makes you appear strong or makes you seem strong? Sometimes. Roll, Allison, so, keep yeah, going. that's fine. Um, sometimes I, I've actually gotten feedback, and I think a lot of people who are um, like passionate about learning about feminism will have heard this before. But I've gotten feedback that I'm intimidating. And I come across as too strong sometimes. And in my, I'm not from Minnesota originally, so that's part of it. But in, in my group of UXers, we, we have a really strong like feedback and critique culture. But I critique a lot harsher right off the bat than a lot of my Minnesotan counterparts. I will just cut straight to it. Like, what was the business case behind that idea? And then everybody that? knows right then. It's like, okay, that's what she, she thinks this sucks. There we go. And people will sometimes just shut down, but it's, it's, it's good critique. It's critique. It's not slamming it. It's not saying, oh, good job on that thing you did. It's, it's critique. And that's a strength. I think our department needs to get better at it. I think everyone can get better at it, myself included. But it certainly comes across as almost too strong um, brazen or intimidating. Do you try to temper it? Or do you try to change it? I ain't got time for that. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so, no. So you didn't spend you didn't spend time forging anything in Skyrim or anything. Oh that gosh, you you no, yeah. Tempering I, the steel of your No, I grind up those black video game nerd alert. So far. <laughs> video game nerd alert. Nerd alert, nerd alert, nerd alert, nerd alert. There it is. <laughs> Thumbs up in the crowd. <laughs> no, I, I mean, part of it is how I just show up as I am in that moment, mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily think through what I'm about to say. So sometimes it could be worded better or it could be delivered better and all of that. Um, and I think, I mean, people who know me as me will seek out that feedback and seek mm -hmm. out that harsh criticism at times, but it also does scare people off. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it's something that I think is a strength, but at times, again, it can come into a weakness because mm -hmm. as, a, as a leader of people and a manager in my department, I want people to be able to approach me. Mm -hmm. And if they're intimidated by me, then I'm not doing a good job. Mm -hmm. So great. it's hard to balance the two. Mm. Do you get that, Erin? Oh, probably a couple times a day. Yeah. <laughs> You're so intimidating. Just, yeah, I'm scary. Huge muscles. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I would say a, um, a strength of mine um, that I have I think really built uh, over time has been um, the ability to care. So I talk a lot about um, just care, just care the hell out of it, whatever that thing is, just care for it. Um, and that can come in the form of a project, um, an output. It certainly most uh, should come in the form of other humans that you work with. Um, 
And I think that that strength is, um, I, I can see it spread. You know, I'm, I'm one of, I am the one lone female on our leadership team right now um, and eagerly and aggressively trying to change that. And I think part of that role has definitely been hasn't, I should say, has never been the token female. I've never felt like the token female. Mm -hmm. They've never treated me like that. Um, what they have allowed me to do is lead in a, in a way that's been distinct from theirs and I think has been really focused on caring. Um, caring about the people at the end of the day. It, to me, it, it matters. It matters what you bring into the door is going to inevitably impact what you do that day and, and the output that you create. And inevitably a strong culture begets more work and better work and better clients um, and a better agency and a better life. And so I think that ability to care and kind of care without restraint um, has definitely been a strength that I've built. It hasn't always come innately to me. It's definitely something that, you know, I got a little, I got a little bit of room and then I kept kind of trying and kept kind of pushing and, you know, luckily had um, incredible, you know, men and women alongside me um, that allowed me to do so. But I think that that care. Do you find yourself um, in those leadership team meetings, like debating the, the styles that you have and your approach to things? Like, do you have to work through that as a leadership team? Um, for sure. Asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, but I think that type of debate is really healthy, right? Like if you're not debating it and you're just kind of all going at it your own way, like there's no progress forward. So there's definitely been times that I have cared um, in a disproportionate manner to the <laughs> event at hand. Um, and I have been pulled back um, within that. Um, and I appreciate that call out. And, and I've also seen, you know, times where maybe we weren't considering, in my perspective, we weren't considering maybe the input, um, or excuse me, the output of something as much as we should have from a care perspective. And I was, you know, listened to or debated or challenged and, and then we got there. So yeah, it isn't a perfect marriage by any means, but um, it's a really respectful one. Um, and that, you know, again, the, the people around me, I think, see that as a strength of mine. Mm -hmm. So we have that in common, and that's really pushed things forward. Thanks. How about you, Chad? I, I, I call that uh, caring the right amount, <laughs> and that's a constant struggle. <laughs> um, I feel like similar to Alice and I just met last week, and we get along great. Uh, <laughs> and she's going to accuse me of stealing her answer. Oh, I'm not. But oh. she went first. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think honesty is the strength that I bring. And I, I know when uh, people know that I will, in Minnesotan terms, give, the, give it to them straight. And Irish and Minnesotan <laughs> combo here. Right? Goodbyes are a mess. Do I Irish this one? Do I Minnesotan that one? Right. You never know what you're going to get. Chad, just go. <laughs> Um, so I think, I think part of that honesty thing too is being able to separate the, like what's happening, the idea, uh, from the person, which I feel like as a born and raised Minnesotan, I just have trouble with because I'm so wrapped up in whatever I'm doing. And I know like, especially in my food life that's outside of agency life, uh, when you're making food, it's such a personal thing that it's super hard to separate that. So my six-year-old refuses to eat my homemade mac and cheese. It's not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you can, I feel like, and I'm getting better at it, is to separate the idea from the person. Mm -hmm. And you can just be honest about that idea instead of the person. Mm -hmm. Well, we've talked a lot about separating thoughts and feelings. You might actually have a different person that you need to sort out your feelings with and then give feedback about your thoughts, right? We haven't, we've had a few conversations about that at work. Like, okay, I have some hard feedback to give. I have a lot of feelings about it. 
I'm going to go to this person with the feelings part. I'm going to work through that. I might ugly cry, and that's okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to actually go with actionable feedback about my thoughts on this thing. Yeah, it's got to be data, not feelings. Data. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We're all about not being robots. For here, the Chad, recording. So. <laughs> Even though a robot is our uh, Nerd alert. It's just, you know, it's caring the right amount about that, yeah. right? Like, so, caring the right amount about robots. Yes. <laughs> I got you, Chad. Uh, what? <laughs> I always understand exactly what Chad's talking about. Um, what, are, what are some things that surprise you in all of this? Like things that that you thought made you weak that somebody else thought made you strong? Like asking for help or um, taking credit or, you know, what are some of those things that, that surprise you and what what triggers you to challenge those things? Because I think the, the thing that we want everyone to take away tonight is a challenging those ingrained behaviors and going back and looking at it again and finding out if you're if you're making assumptions about strength or weakness that don't really exist. Mm. What surprises you? I've I've been surprised recently um, in how much asking for help can be a strength and not a weakness. Mm -hmm. um, and my Mad Women board knows this very personally. Uh, but it's, it's difficult for me to raise the white flag and say I can't do all of this. Because I want to and I get excited about it and I say yes, 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 yes to all of the things because I genuinely want to do all of them mm -hmm. and help people. So, oh, you need help with that? I've got it. Oh, you need help with that? I've got it. And to my own detriment without even realizing it, right? And then This would be a good time to point out that Allison has a podcast called All of the Things. All of the Things because I just can't stop. And it's, it is literally about anything. All the things. It's all of it. Um, but I, I, I get so much energy out of helping people and doing absolutely anything that I, that I want to do. Um, but then that, that leads you to burnout. And it's very, very hard for me to admit that I'm not perfect and I can't do all of these things and to, to ask for help. But it's, you know, having had to do that recently and to some people who are very, very close to me just kind of say, time out, I'm imploding, can't do it, help me. And I literally had to say the words like, in all caps, I need help. And it felt so freeing to say mm -hmm. that and to trust the people around me to pick me back up again and to to do all of the things that I had said yes to that now they had to do. Um, <laughs> but you know what they did? And I even had um, one person, Robin, who's standing at the back, said, Hi, Robin. Hi, Hi Robin. <laughs> she said, thank you for actually taking a break. Like, you, you actually turned off your email. It was amazing. And I, it was like, yes, I did. And I realized by not only asking for help, mm. but then actually taking that time when I needed it, both of those were not signs of my weakness, which I thought that they were showing weakness in that moment, but they were showing signs of strength and showing everybody around me that by example, like that just happens and you need to take that time and you need to let people help you. And that's not a weakness, it's a strength to be able to say those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of big. <laughs> um, I wanted to add dependence onto that to, to build off of what you're saying. I, I learned a, a really good lesson earlier in my career. Um, I was heading off onto my first maternity leave with with Oscar and um, my my mentor, uh, Dutch Tolliver. He and I were having a conversation one day about I was kind of getting ready to, to leave and, and I made some sort of half-hearted kind of quip searching for a compliment um, comment around, oh boy, what are you guys gonna do without me when, when I'm not here? And Dutch very clearly responded, if you haven't set us up for success when you're gone, then you haven't done your job. And it hit me like ouch. a lightning bolt. No, but not ouch. Like, not ouch. Like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. that's it. Because, yeah, I mean, that, there, that Google spreadsheet was like unbelievable, you guys. It had <laughs> so much information in it. But the point of it was, I'm... I'm not my best, like, I'm not my best, you're not at your best, we're not at our best, if I'm just keeping all this stuff on me, right? So I bring that now to, to my role um, in New York in that, you know, going back to what did, what, 
was maybe a strength or what I maybe initially perceived as a weakness was this kind of like in these in these downtimes when I'm not in the office you know that kind of that want to feel needed that want to feel like oh they you know they really need to have me there to be able to move forward and and I think the strength became like we become stronger as an office the less reliant they are on me, the more that I'm handing that over, and not just like a tactical, hey, here, take this project, but more like embedding that responsibility and that care and that approach in everything that they do is what's growing that office. So I think what I initially perceived as a weakness, and I still struggle with the the want to feel wanted and needed, um, is actually a strength. And I think they see that and they feel it and they appreciate it. This is the classic leadership struggle of hire people that are better at it than you, right? Right. Hire people that do better and figure it out on their own. And then get the fuck out of their way. Yeah. And get out of their way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Chad? I was hoping not to have to answer this. You have song. to answer. But well, no. you don't know. You don't the, have oh, but to I will. Answer. But I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's like rock star lights on you. You have to answer. <laughs> Do you have a question first, though? Or? Well, <laughs> Chad was supposed to remember I the question, question that you guys answer. Dutch is your mentor, so this is, <laughs> I can only imagine when he hears this, how this is <laughs> his reaction. But um, I think the most surprising thing to me, uh, and it was a, like a starting startling revelation, was I had been working for weeks to try to care, uh, to try to care the right amount about mm -hmm. a particular uh, struggle I was having with a, another coworker so that I could give them feedback. And like it, this is where the Irish part of my personality comes in. It took me like weeks to get, to work through it, to get there and had the conversation. It was not a fun, I was not looking forward to the conversation and uh, how freeing it was and how great it was to be able to give that and have that heard and then immediately as soon as it was said to be able to to stand side by side and, and say okay we're going to figure out how to solve this mm -hmm. but it you know for me like that was so surprising because I had so many feels mm -hmm. so many feels for weeks about it um, that it, that was super surprising can I jump in real quick? Yes. Please. So we kind of set this up to talk about gender, right? And talk about the mm -hmm. strengths and weaknesses or perceived that we bring into it. And and I think Chad's a really great example of that kind of toiling <laughs> over emotion and thought and the questioning of things um, could be perceived as could be perceived as a as a weakness specific to his gender, to say like why is a guy thinking about that for that long? Like, he does not I have I was wondering that. <laughs> he does not. But I think anyone who comes in contact with Chad um, in a professional and personal sense realizes what that strong character he has and that care that he puts into it and how great that makes him at his job mm -hmm. um, or at whatever thing it is that he does. And so I think it's important to, again, kind of go back, like, think about from the gender perspective, those things that we bring in, um, you know, it may be less surprising to people to hear that I'm a crier because I am a female. It may be more surprising to hear that alongside that crying, I'm also doing the best fucking job I've ever done and I'm kicking ass at it right now. That a girl. So like, <laughs> there's also that element of like that from a gender perspective, that may be equally if not more uncomfortable for people as, as that raw kind of emotion is. Mm -hmm. I recently had a, um, I, uh, I'm new to the leadership team on Go-Kart, and I went to a meeting and I was gonna hold back and observe. It was one of the leadership meetings. I was like, oh, for fancy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just observe and see how this goes, and I ended up not. I just jumped right in. <laughs> I just got right after it, and afterwards I was like, oh, I meant to hold back. And I said that to my boss, and he's like, that's not why you're here. We didn't put you here so you could hold back. We put you here because you have an opinion about stuff. And you need to talk about it. And it really surprised me because I, I was totally feeling bad about myself for, mm. for not just observing for a little while and seeing how everything went. I just jumped right in. So I don't know. That was very surprising to me. Mm. I'm still surprised. <laughs> Josh, do you want to answer the question? Am I, am I supposed to? Um, sure. 
No, I don't, I don't know if I have anything for that, but um, I'm surprised. And so when, when Ellie said we're going to do a run through of all of the questions, I was nervous because you always lose a little bit of the chemistry and the idea factor that, that, of, that coming up with answers like this mm -hmm. um, get. And I was, I was a little bit nervous about how this was going to go, but um, it's going great. And I'm surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not because of the people on the stage. You We've got we this. Why are we surprised? But We've got this. No, I'm surprised that it's so good. Um, but the, the trick honestly, is we, we drank the same amount. He's obviously yeah, never yeah, listened to our own podcast. on Friday and now. Yes, we did. That's true. So it's probably I've better. <laughs> our but producer, no, ladies like, and gentlemen. So, <laughs> so the whole goal of our show and professional humans is to start a conversation and to have it continue after that point. And so, I don't know, it was just great. And nobody's super nervous, aside from maybe me now that I messed Feels up. Feels like you're wrapping bad. us up. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not. I'm just, I still have more great. questions. Okay, go. <laughs> Although, Please. since we're a little bit interrupted now, I forgot to say something at the beginning. Who knows about the random questions jar? Yeah. You guys know. Did you see the random questions jar in the back? That is lit. That is the it's actual, the random, actual questions random questions jar right that that lady's pointing at. <laughs> Jenna, is that your name? It's pointing at. <laughs> yes. Hold it up. I need you. Are there at least three questions? Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Random. We end every episode. I'm not wrapping us up, but no. we end every episode with a uh, the guests all have to take a question out of the random questions jar. And so they have to do it, but we're going to do it lightning round. I think we're going to do it lightning round style just to make it interesting. So if you get up to get a drink, go throw a question in the random question jar. And it might end up on this episode. Might end up in the can. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the can. Here's a random question. Who is Mike Mason? Who knows? He's right there. Oh! Mike that Mason. is actually Mike Mason. That's actual Mike Mason <laughs> for our listeners. He's here tonight. That's amazing. You're not what I envisioned after listening to the. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a little surprised that you're not what, what she envisioned. <laughs> I'm a little surprised that your name tag doesn't say who is Mike Mason. Oh. I hope, I hope that's in the random question jar like three yeah, times. Who is, yeah. who is Mike Mason? I, is, it was a good question. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, you should listen to every episode <laughs> of our podcast and then you'll figure it out. Okay, here we go. Okay. What can everybody go do tomorrow to challenge what strength is and what weakness is and make ourselves better and make work better? Because that's why we're here. And all of these people raise their hand to commit to that. Mm -hmm. I have um, one that I discovered weaknesses in myself uh, that I wasn't aware of, and they're all like pretty small things. Um, when I read the book Clean In and before we started Mad Women, and I was astounded by these small things that I did every day, and it kind of fueled um, seeking out this support group. Um, and it's something as simple as when I would present my work, I would immediately kind of take it down a few notches before saying anything. So, and it was like stereotypical. There's chapters in Lean In about all the things that I used to do. Like I used to take the back seat in the meeting room and wait and observe, because mm -hmm. um, I wanted to make sure that the important people got to sit at the front. You're one of those people. <laughs> but I I st I'm still like, not oh anymore. my God, not anymore. Um, but one of the other ones that I would do was I would say, you know, this might be the worst idea ever, but here's my idea. <laughs> or oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Is it okay if I throw my opinion down on the table? Like, I would kind of preface anything I was going to say with, you know, setting myself down a few bars. And I just didn't realize that I was doing that to myself mm -hmm. until I became sort of acutely aware that this is a very feminine thing to do and women are kind of doing this by traits. And so now, now when I see other women in the office doing this, or men, like when I see people doing this, I point it out and I say, you know, by setting yourself up that way, you're immediately setting the expectations of your work lower than they should be. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you, don't, you don't need to do that. So right. don't do that. Don't do um, it. And I think just by helping other people realize innate behaviors that they don't maybe see and just pointing it out in a really friendly, like it doesn't have to be awkward or weird, but like just take that person out to coffee and say, hey, I learned that this is a thing. Mm -hmm. And you might also want to know that this is a thing so that once you know better, you can do better. 
It's hard. It's super hard, and I still catch ap- myself. I've been trying not to apologize this year unless I really am sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just I'm comes sorry. out. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm and then sorry. I go, well, uh, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so you go through this phase of going, wait, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep talking. I just love how you said that, um, where you, you, know, you would take someone and you would talk about, this is a thing. And yeah. It's not like you're like granting them anything or you're fixing <laughs> them like you're Granting. the way that you even said that I think empowers them yeah. and yeah. Puts, I think that's an awesome way to yeah and when you when you know it you become acutely aware of it or um I I work with this woman and one time I said gosh you know when you're presenting you say um all the time and if you just stop saying um it'll be so much better. Like, and so then all of a sudden, she was so acutely aware of every time she said, um, but it helped. I mean, as soon as she was aware of it, she was able to then get better at it. Um, and all it took was somebody kindly saying, this is a thing, you say, um, and it was great. I don't know anyone else who's ever provided that kind of feedback to someone before. <laughs> He's talking about me. <laughs> I've had feedback that I uh, that Josh had to edit out one thousand ums. Yeah, I kept a tally. <laughs> Ouch! I, you you never know how many times you say like hmm. in any given moment until you re- start recording yeah. a podcast. Or, or your parents tell you. Erin, <laughs> are your parents here? They sure are. Hi, mom and dad. What, uh, what's your thing? Um, I have two. Okay, but, but they're connected. Okay. Um, so tomorrow, tonight, go home, go to work, um, do these things, be present. I think um, it's really so easy in today's day and age with these youngins and their phones. Um, it's impossible to stay focused. It's so hard mm-hmm. to stay focused. It's even harder to be present. And I think there are so much behaviors that just occur and just keep happening because we're not present. We're not present in a moment. We're not having an actual conversation. We're looking over our computer while somebody talks to us. We're on our phone while someone else is presenting. Um, so be present. Do, do your best. It's hard. It's really hard. I'm not saying it because I'm great at it. It's like I have to remind myself constantly. Um, it's, but be present. Um, And the second thing is um, be intentional. I think um, there's, especially especially in maybe a more um, similar looking (laughs) room in industry, um, it's really important that you're intentional in the people that you bring into a room and that you engage with and that you pull along with you or you step up to. I think it's extraordinarily important regardless of where you are in life to make sure that there is diversity around you, that you are fighting for that, whether that be by gender, whether that be by race, whether that be by creed or background, um, whether that be by age. It's so important to make sure that you are being intentional in the people that you are bringing into your tribe, that you are bringing along with you. That will do more to break down stereotypes and behaviors than anything you could ever hope to do um, or give in any singular podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I add something to that? Please. I think it's okay to kindly ask other people to be intentional when they're not doing it. I've I've called people out for that before, and they said, I didn't leave your group out intentionally. It's like, but I'm asking you to be intentional. I'm asking you to become intentional and not exclude my group. Yeah, and... It's really difficult. It's yeah. really, um, mm-hmm. nothing will make you feel dumber or whiter or older mm-hmm. or less in touch with the world um, than just asking and, and you know, really trying to, to understand and be intentional. It's something that I've really focused on in the last year, sadly, <laughs> um, only the last year. And it's, it hasn't made me feel smarter most of the time, but it has definitely made me feel more aware and more connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I feel like, as silly as it sounds, my world is wildly w- wider than it was um, before I started implementing intention. It's wider, not whiter. 
Right, exactly. That's, gotcha. That's, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Just checking. Chad. Let's edit that out, okay? <laughs> yeah, totally. My part. My You'll part. get to okay. see what we curate <laughs> on Sunday. Um, I think also something I'm, I work at, I'm not great at it, but I think... Uh, some, something that we can all do is not just think there is an answer mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. a way. Um, and I think that helps too to separate. You know, you can be more open about whatever solution you're putting forward. Um, I'm not good at this. I'm sure my <laughs> wife is like, yeah. <laughs> We have I hear you, Katie. For, for the listeners, we have confirmation that he's not good at it. <laughs> Roger that. <laughs> I, I have a very organized sock drawer, and I like it that way no, that's for good. a reason. Yeah. Um, that's another podcast. <laughs> is, hopefully. It's not my podcast. <laughs> there are no listeners. No this listeners. isn't about socks. <laughs> Um, but I think it, it helps you, you know, be honest and, and, you know, separates it. And I think it's like an actionable thing. Josh, do you have one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try this time. You're just, not going to get just, me again. Do you want to give us some feedback? This isn't on video. Um, all great answers. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and scene. Can we get the jar up here? I feel like it's lightning round time. Oh. These lights are really hot. Do we have enough for lightning? Oh, I'm sure. Pass it on up. Don't break it because it's the oh, wow. random question. There are a lot jar. of questions in here. Um, do you wanna, do you I just want to let you all know that we're gonna we're gonna merge these questions into the questions that I I took out all of the questions that were already in the jar because every time a guest comes on our show they have to they take a question they have to leave a question. It's like pennies at the gas no, station, right? Each of you can. Grab <clears throat> Oh, Josh is training everybody. You just take a so thing out of the jar. Paper. <laughs> just take it out. Um, so I'm going to put all these in, and, and if you listen to our show all the time, your question will eventually get pulled. Oh, she likes her question. Yes. Yeah, trade. Yeah. Oh, oh nope, she didn't that's like it. That's yours. That's Ooh, good. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's good a one good for swap. you. Yeah, that's a really good swap. <laughs> that's a really that good benefits swap. all of us. Wow. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Lightning round. You right. have to do it fast. This what? is usually the longest part of the show. Okay. Yeah. And then we all answer it? Or just you just all answer yours. your own. Okay. What is your favorite obscure swear word? Oh, oh that is a good one. That is a good That one. was a really good swap. <laughs> so <laughs> my mom is going to hate me right now. Is she here? We'll, we'll be, no, she's in Scotland. We'll just have an eagle but. screech go over this part. Yeah. No. So when I was growing up, um, and I can't say this to my child or to anyone here because it doesn't make any sense, but my mom would yell at me and my siblings, yeah, we Egypts. And that was always my favorite. <laughs> no, <laughs> idiots. It's not really Egypt. a swear word. Egypt. Is that not a swear word? No. Idiot. Well, it's idiot. it's idiot. I don't think it's... But I mean, you, God, even I knew that one. Chad, are you questioning the answer to yeah, my question? Try, try harder. <laughs> I feel like you need to pull another one. Come back to me. Okay. Aaron? I, I thought it was great. <laughs> I do. Thanks, I mean, Aaron. I, li I like that one. It's just not a swear. I don't think it's a yeah. swear. No. <sighs> I, I, I think harder. category, like, what do you guys think? Thumbs up, swear, oh. thumbs down, oh. no swear. Oh. Is that a swear? Oh, Thanks, ladies in the back. I got a couple of... Yeah. Right, it seems like we're a divided crowd here. <laughs> you bloody bastard. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. Approved. Approved. That's approved. Bloody apparently is a swear word. I learned that from my friends from the UK. So, it's That's good. amazing. Yeah. Um, I am so excited for this. What did you think of the new Beyonce album? Yes. <laughs> Death by Lemonade. Uh, yeah, it was so good. Um, yeah, I, I spent time um, watching this yesterday with my headphones in and then <laughs> listened to it uh, on repeat today. I thought it was extraordinary. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Who's going to Beyonce? I, uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for that. I That's do it? I do want to point out um, there is, if you haven't found it yet, I think it was on Adweek. I know, Aaron, you shared it, but there is an excellent article about all of the different um, 
directors and visual artists that took place uh, or that that supported that release. And it is look at their work, look at their work before. I mean, it is she is she's going somewhere. That Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she's. I it's think gonna be big. Seems I, like it. I think. I think I she's gonna hopes. do something big, you guys. <laughs> My answer would have been, I thought it was coming out tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> I feel like they said Tuesday, and isn't it Monday? Yeah, it's it like Monday. It comes out on Apple tomorrow. Oh, right. Dumb. Oh. Okay, Chad. Okay, so this is my favorite city other than Minneapolis, and why? What? You don't have one. It really is. Hard. Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a city. <laughs> now say it. <laughs> yeah, bloody Egypt. <laughs> Bringing it back around. Um, I'm going to say Duluth, Minnesota. Aww. Oh, come on. I love it. I love Again, Duluth. That was just so sad. <laughs> yes. Duluth love. Duluth, oh. come on, Duluth. I don't think we need to pull the audience. That's pretty much it. There's one guy back there that loves Duluth. Two, two people. Do you know that guy? I know him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we lived in Duluth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so load up, load up again. Lightning round. Oh God. Did we talk about how many rounds we're going to do? 72 rounds. I don't know that we can. Ooh, that's a go. Oh. <laughs> What's the best thing about women? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Just that is a good enough answer. I cannot I wait. <laughs> this round is a lot harder than the first round. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> you can you can try trading, Chad. Do you want this yeah, question? Yeah, Chad, switch. <laughs> oh. yeah. All right. Okay. Good luck All right. <laughs> oh, that was bold, Chad. That's actually All right. Oh, what are some tactics we can use tomorrow with emphasis to ease gender perceptions at work? Who read my notes? <laughs> Someone did their notes. homework. Um, I would say to just be your authentic self. Um, where whatever that means to you in terms of how you perceive other people's gender, how you display your gender, whatever that is, and just be accepting of everybody else's authentic self too. We're all just humans. Just be yourself and don't don't let societal like pressures of what you think you should be as a woman or a man or anything in between force you to act a certain way. Just be yourself. Is that a good answer? That's a great, great answer. answer. That's a great answer. Okay. Fuck yeah. I was gonna say that. Um, if you had to change careers today what would you do or be Um, I would be an interior designer for anyone who has seen me or had to move a couch 18 times so I got it in the exact location I wanted it that's pretty much it I know somebody that puts tape on the ground so their couch stays in the right place like so that they know where the legs go Uh, that's a bit too far (laughs) Maybe a little. Okay. Like, that's much too far. I was thinking, thanks for the tip. <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you guys. <laughs> oh, so my question is, what's the best thing about women? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say they have the ability to actually multitask. Yes. <laughs> that's true. I can't do it. And We know, Chad. Yeah, like it's effortless for all the women that I work with. Mm-hmm. That's not what I was going to say, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we have two more. Let's, three people. Oh, two more. Oh. Okay. Mm. Skipping? So, well, you guys can both answer this question. And then we're going oh, to and then we're going to turn off these really warm lights yeah. and yes. and oh. come hang out that with you guys. Great. Oh, that's a good one too. Okay, I got that um, great. Who is your hero? Alive or dead? And I have to say the fabulous Brene Brown. Mm. I just cannot get a freaking enough of that woman. Like I, I listen to her books as I go to sleep. I watch her like video on um, empathy a hundred times. What? Oh. I feel like I'm gonna be punished. Right, uh, write it down. The write it down. Writing shocked. Brene Brown. And if you ever have me on your podcast again after all the swearing, we can talk about her. <laughs> Because she's my hero. I feel like I approved all the swearing. Oh, yeah, you did. Like, encouraged. <laughs> um, but Brene is fantastic. If you aren't familiar, she's got one of the most watched TED Talks of all time. Fantastic books. Fantastic audio books that are not released as books. 
um, and I just can't get enough. She breaks down, she's a researcher, storyteller, and focuses on shame and vulnerability. Mm. And it's just fascinating. Never heard of it. She does have a book that is, um, it's men, women, and worthiness. And it does break down a lot of gender stereotypes and how we feel worth, which is fantastic. Bernice. (laughs) Okay. Who's holding the question? Chad. I'm going to ask it for Aaron. What? Give it to Aaron. And then somebody (laughs) from the crowd is going to shout a question at Chad. (laughs) Because I love him. Um... This is such a random... Yeah. It's a random, random question to um, What's your favorite all-time sandwich? Oh, that's a great question. That's an excellent question. Um, I'm a fan of, like, the caprese, oh, like, some yeah. sort of, like, heated grilled panini situation. Mm. Ah, yeah. I like it's it. Good. It's He's got good. a question for Chad. Ooh, that gentleman right there. Michael Hills. He was up first. Opposite of Allison's. Oh, nemesis, oh. Chad. Who's your nemesis? Aside Not from Allison. <laughs> Not in this room. Who turned me off? Am I off? Okay. Who's your nemesis? Someone Somebody who has a messy of... sock drawer. <laughs> Anyone who moves out of Northeast Minneapolis. Oh, that's nemesis. true. Obviously. There's a couple people on the stage that are on my list. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple people that like to cause some chaos at, at the Irish Fair. It's never been the same since. <laughs> I apologized to people for a year after that. Were you really sorry? Or did you just say you were sorry? Um. You just said you were sorry. I can yeah. tell. I didn't make that promise. Okay. <laughs> that was your promise. Fair. <laughs> okay, I think that wraps us up. Uh, we're going to come out of the spotlight here. Robin, did you want to come up? Robin has some, you have some answers, I think. Yeah, You want to say some stuff? Okay. No, I just wanted to say that tickets for our next event, which is going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be on May 12th. It's going to be held at the uh, at MIA. Something we've never, ever, ever, ever done before it is a man panel. The rest of my board is going to kill me for saying this, but it's a manel. And <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. And I'm sorry, Aaron. They hate that term. So I'm not, I'm really not sorry about it. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, it's going to be amazing. It is a panel of men talking about the same issues that we talk about all the time. So it'll be very interesting. And it's at MIA. I mean, come on. So tickets go on sale on the 27th at 9 a.m. They will sell out. I can guarantee it. So please mark your calendar. Set your alarms. 9 a.m. That's in two days. It is. It's in two days. Yeah. The mantle, everybody. It's a mantle. <laughs> I love one it. one thing to take away from tonight. It's, it's mantle. the mantle. Get your tickets. <laughs> Thank you all so much for being here tonight. We'll hang out. Josh, get us out of here. All right. Glad you're that. Thanks again for listening, humans. As always, you can find us on Twitter, at ProHumans, on our Facebook page, ProHumans Podcast, on SoundCloud, at soundcloud.com slash ProHumans, or go the easy route and log on to ProHumans.com where you can find all that stuff and more. This is Danger wishing you a professional week. <laughs>